Welcome to episode 51 of Shane Talks. Jason and I are back from our summer vacation. We took the last couple of weeks off to spend a little extra time with the family before kids went off to school. Uh, and we had some other personal stuff going on in our lives. So we are back and we are ready because this week on Shane Talks, we are going to talk about. <laughs> this week, we're talking about what I want to talk about. We're going to do musicals. Uh, when I was in high school, I got into theater And I met some amazing people in my life. And all three of these people have gone on to do a whole lot of other things besides theater, but even further their theater uh, exposure, if you will, uh, for the last 20 something years, at least. So um, today I am joined by Kathleen. Uh, I am also joined by my uh, fellow class of 1998 alumni, John Owens. And then I am also joined by another LC alum and uh, Chris Meek. So thank you guys for being here. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. I kick Shane off this week because nobody wants to hear him talk for a 50 so, And you guys all know you've been there. So, um, so uh, if you guys can do a real quick introduction of yourselves and what theater um, expertise or exposure you've had, that would be something that would be awesome. So Kathleen, can you lead us in? Oh, sure. Well, I'm Kathleen Clark Corrigan, and I am the drama teacher at Lawrence Central High School. This is year 26. Um, I also direct and act at Footlight Musicals in downtown Indianapolis. All right, John? Yes, I am John Owens. I function, served as a creative director for about 16 years in different ways, working with churches and and other youth productions. I'm currently a pastor of City of Lights Church in Indianapolis and uh, been involved in musical theater since I was eight years old. Thank you. Chris? Uh, So in my current life, I am an insurance agent. Uh, which has nothing to do with yeah, theater, uh, but uh, I do. Uh, I still do a lot of theater and improv um, in um, my spare time. Um, so I I started doing theater in about 1996, thanks to Kathleen, um, and uh, fell in love with it. Um, and um, at most of my theatrical experience has been at Footlight Musicals or at was once was Theater on the Square or uh, the District Theater now in Indianapolis. Um, I did study theater at Ball State University um for a while um and then like i said i do improv mostly now um when i can either in person or via twitch uh on occasion in the post-covid world so it's a good time awesome awesome thank you guys uh so we're going to mainly focus on musicals with this episode because that's more near dear to my heart than plays but uh, plays have their place also on stage obviously but uh I, uh, I made a quote in our high school newspaper, I think it was my senior year, that musicals bring the best of acting and the best of singing and dancing all on one stage, which is something that I find more enjoyable than just watching a straight play, uh, but to each their own. Can you guys remember the first musical that you ever saw? Anyone? Uh, let me start. When I was in uh, middle school, my mother took me to see Brigadoon. And um, 
I was totally enchanted with, uh, it was a high school doing it. Um, I'm from Mogensport, Indiana, and we had this wonderful um, drama teacher and we did two musicals every year. The seniors got to do a musical at the end of their senior year, but then they always did a fall musical, but I got to see Brigadoon and it was astounding to me that people could sing and dance and act on stage. And it just totally committed me to loving musicals. Awesome. Guys? Uh, so I remember in 1992, uh, my mom took me to see Miss Saigon at um, the Murat Theater in Indianapolis. It was the first stage show that I saw in person. Um, so, I mean, content-wise, probably not the best for uh, someone who was, uh, I think, in sixth grade at the time. But um, I remember sitting there just enamored with the music, the acting, the the sets, uh, just the the visual um, experience, the it just immersed me, and um, so I think that started my love. And I remember I used to wake up in the morning to the soundtrack. So if you know the Miss Saigon <laughs> soundtrack, the very beginning of it is helicopters flying in. So that was like my alarm in the morning for many many years after that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, the first musical I ever saw was actually on TV. It was right. It was when I was really young. I was probably about seven or eight. And it was it was during the time where they would play Sound of Music. It was the Sound of Music. They would play it uh, around right around Thanksgiving, like every year. It was like an annual thing that they would do on television. And I remember just eating leftovers and sitting on my parents' bed um, and just being absolutely just blown away uh, by just the opening scene. And I was just locked in uh, to that musical for all, it seemed like it was like forever. Cause I remember like it was the latest I'd ever stayed up before um, all my siblings were asleep. I think my parents were asleep and I was still like sitting on the edge of their bed uh, watching every moment of it. So, yeah, I um the first one that I ever saw, I remember watching TV and seeing it was either the sound of music or Greece, which are way total different. Uh, what are you going to watch? Let your child watch. But uh, so uh, it was either one or the other. I can't remember which. My parents were. Uh, it, what's really interesting to me is that my parents. I never knew my parents were like really into like musicals, and that my dad did. Like he played saxophone in high school and was in the band and like in the pit for a bunch of their musicals and stuff. And I never found that out until I was. I was geez, junior, senior in high school. So, uh, but the very first musical I ever saw was, oh man, I can't remember on stage if it was Chicago when it came here as a tour. And like, uh, I want to say that was junior year. No, 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 it, it was a fan of the opera when we went and saw it with uh, Central Sound in Atlanta. So that was 97, I think. Uh, so yeah, that was my first time ever seeing a show on stage. And yeah, it was in Phantom, for anybody who hasn't seen it is the the technical aspect of phantom is just outstanding and beautiful uh especially when done correctly and i just remember being completely enthralled by it and thinking this was awesome so but you know that's kind of weird because i had been on stage doing guys and dolls and music man before we even got to the point where i saw phantom of the opera so i was definitely on stage doing those before i even saw musical live so a little strange so um Kathleen, what is your favorite stage musical of all time? This is really hard. <laughs> this is a hard one. Um, 
I have to say it is Brooklyn, which uh, some of you may not be familiar with. It is uh, about five homeless people that um, put on a musical um, to gain money so they can survive another day. Um, and so they tell the story of um, this young Vietnam veteran that, um, well, he, a Vietnam soldier that goes over to Paris. Um, this young lady falls in love with her, has to go off to war. They never see each other again, but she has a child and she names her Brooklyn. The mother then commits suicide. And then the, um, the child, when she grows up, the only way that she knows um, how to find her father is a song that he wrote. Um, and so she's determined to go to Brooklyn where he's from and uh, find her father. And she does, um, but it's under sad circumstances. Um, and then at the end, you find out it's based on one of the characters that was telling the story, even though it was supposed to be a, a fairy tale. Um, and it's very emotional. Um, it's a feel good story. Pardon? It's a feel good story. Obviously. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and the interesting thing about it is um, that the man that uh, there are two, a man and a woman wrote it. Um, the woman was uh, went to I think she went to school with the guy that helped write it. And uh, one day she was walking down the streets of New York and she saw him playing the saxophone and he actually was a homeless person and she took him into her home and then they wrote this musical together sort of based loosely i'm guessing on his life so it's an amazing musical um i was fortunate enough to direct it at footlight but when i saw it i got to meet the guy and i said i'm bringing it to indianapolis someday so that became my favorite musical awesome chris what's your favorite stage musical um i'm wearing the shirt um, and it's, uh, I, and, you know, it, it's, it's something that evolves over time. I and mean, as you have experiences in your life, I feel like it, it changes. Um, but I think Avenue Q, even before I had the opportunity to do it at Footlight, um, was directed by Kathleen, um, and Ed Trout. Um, I had so many fond memories of just the show in general. Um, the the music is outstanding i absolutely love the the score um and the story i think it's it's interesting to see puppets and you being able as a an audience member to relate to things that are going on in the lives of puppets um and i just the the comedy um robert lopez and kristen anderson lopez in, in their their lyrics um and and there's there's heart in the show uh, and there's comedy and i think for people who are leaving school as high schooler or as as someone in college or in your early to late 30s there are a lot of things that you can relate to through the show as you think about uncertainties in life and how life isn't always perfect um and it's never going to be but we are all kind of in it together um and the fact that you add the puppet aspect to it makes it so much fun um and yeah it's i think it's a wonderful show john what do you think is your favorite stage musical Man, I'm going to sound like a casual, but I just don't care. Like, I would say Hamilton, my man. It's, I, I've, I've really, there's been a lot of shows that I've loved watching and loved being in. But when I think of, you know, I intentionally avoided Hamilton <laughs> for like really way too long. And basically just because there was such a hype train around it. And, and then, it got to the point where I found out 
we were going to get tickets to go see it in Chicago. And so even more so, I was like, I don't want to listen to any of the music. I don't, I just want to hear it for myself for the first time. And we had nosebleed seats in Chicago and there was a pole like right by my seat. So I watched almost the whole musical <laughs> leaning like this. But when I tell you from the moment that it started, I just sat like this with my jaw on the ground um, and just amazed at the wordplay and the way that they took something that I really love, which is hip hop music and poetry and and really intertwined it with this amazing story and, and showing it with a cast that I think because of the casting and the ethnicity and the diversity on stage portraying, you know, a, a story that was typically just expressed through white people, it actually allowed you to get a sense of depth that you kind of miss because you think, oh, I know that. I've seen that in school and I've heard that. Um, and uh, I just I just absolutely uh, loved it, loved every minute of it. And, um, I got to see it with my wife there. We saw it in, in Louisville and, uh, we had a, my, my son for his 13 year trip, I was going to take him to go see it and it got canceled because of COVID. So we're looking to make that up, but I would say that's, that's been my favorite stage musical. I, uh, I have to stick with uh, an old classic. It's right behind me. Um, Kathleen told me about Wicked right after it came out. And um, yeah, the hype wasn't enough for me. Like I went in and I watched it and seeing, I actually went to Broadway to see it for the first time. And like, it was, it, yeah, it was way better than I ever thought. And it's kind of strange to me because favorite music, favorite musical is a little bit different. Right. So like, I think the best, like the weird thing is, is like, this is my favorite musical of all time on stage. But um, another kind of interesting thing was I went and saw Hairspray when it was here on a tour. And I, I thought Hairspray was just it, it. It was just so much fun. And it live like the entire crowd was just had this great energy of just pleasant and happiness. And even like the even the down parts of that show, like are still like fun and vibrant. And it was and so like Hairspray is like. A close second but like wicked is definitely high on my list so um chris what's your favorite song from a musical uh, my favorite song from a musical is a little fall of rain from Les miss um for those of you who aren't familiar um and i guess at this point there's probably no spoilers for <laughs> Les miss. um but um eponine um gets shot and um this is her dying song her confessing her love to marius who is not in love with eponine he sees her as a friend he loves her as a friend um but he is madly in love with cosette um and um he expresses her love to her as well through the song and um the final word and note of that song is sung by marius alone because eponine has died in his arms as he's singing it and it's just such raw uh emotion and it gets me every single time um and um i, I don't it's not a big show stopping number it's a ballad but um it's just one thing that i think every single time i hear it i'm like yeah that's that's the one for me i, I cry a lot when i hear that one so mm -hmm. No, no, no shame in that. At least tear up. I won't say cry. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. 
Kathleen, what do you think is your favorite song of all time? Again, this was a rough one to think about. Um, I'm going to say Seasons of Love. Um, thinking about, you know, what a person goes through an entire year. Um, it just, and the way it was presented um, in Rent, it just, it just, the powerfulness of what uh, was written and um, this, that whole musical, but I, I think Seasons of Love is just really, it gets to me every time that I hear it. So yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Awesome. It was a tough choice though. It was a tough choice. You guys are making me rethink much. <laughs> the both of those are so good. My son was recently in Les Mis. He played Marius, and that scene about took my heart out. <laughs> uh, um, I would say, gosh, there's so many great songs, but one that I just absolutely love um, is "River in the Rain" from Big River. Mm. Um, I actually heard the song before I'd seen the musical. My, my dad, um, there was a special event uh, that was going on someplace. And, um, and they asked my dad and another gentleman who sang in the city uh, at the time to do that and to perform that. And um, it just, it was so just the harmonies, the, the, the tone of the whole song. And, and then the, the way it kind of goes into that bridge was just so powerful it just gripped me. And then when I went to uh, Anderson University, we I got a chance to play Jim in Big River while I was at Anderson. And that song just just made me want to just tear up every time. So I love that song. Awesome. Uh, mine, uh, it's hit me hard lately. Uh, not sure why, but for the moment, it's uh, You Matter to Me from Waitress. Um, it's oh, like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting emotional right now just talking about the song like it's just very uh deep beautiful ballad and uh if you haven't heard it definitely recommend listening to waitress uh i um got to see that on while it was on tour here and uh fantastic show and uh but yeah that song especially gets me for some reason so yeah all right so um Whoever wants to chime in first, the next question on our list is going to be, what musical made you think that it was art? Okay, I'll start. Uh, the Light in the Piazza. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if you know that musical either, but um, Adam Gettle, who is the grandson of um, Richard Rogers, wrote uh, the music to it, and it is a beautiful story based on a movie um, that they made into a musical. Um, a woman and her daughter go to Italy on a trip. And um, they, are you, are any of you familiar with it? The I'm not. I'm so, not seeing it. Spoiler, um, the, the, the young lady um, was, has a, a disability. It doesn't really show, but she acts very childish, um, even though she's in her 20s. And um, an Italian man, young man falls in love with her and um, wants to marry her, but the mother is afraid that he will find out what is wrong with her um, and come to find out that when she was 12, she was hit um, in the head by a horse and um, it basically made her remain a 12 year old. Um, mentally. And um, so she's very naive. And um, what they go through 
Um, but it, the music is astounding. The beauty of it, um, it takes place, they um, like in art museums and they have statues and the glory of the music. Um, the woman that played the mother um, won uh, the Tony Award for Best Actress the year that it came out. Um, and it just, it is a gut-wrenching story um, to see the, this young woman want to fall in love um, but her mother, basically the father doesn't want it to happen at all. He's not, he's like back in the United States when they're on this trip and the mother and the father are going through, they probably should be divorced actually. Um, but the mother goes against the wishes and lets the daughter get married anyway. And it's just a very beautiful, beautiful story, beautifully done. Music is amazing. Um, and it's not very well known, but it's an amazing musical. So. I'll throw that one out there. All right. I'm going to go second. Um, Chicago. I knew the music, um, but it was one of those. I never knew what was going to be done on stage. And I went to go see that on stage and that half box for the pit to be on stage. And then everything's abstract around them and the, on the sides. And uh, I, I was totally just like, I mean, you know, being a fan of musicals and stuff and seeing things was one thing, but like to go from something that's so literal where like Phantom of the Opera, you you go to the sewers and you're seeing all this and then you go in, in the rafters and you're seeing that like it for this, for that musical to be so abstract was just so cool to me. And I was just sitting there like, this is so simplistic. Like the amount of money that somebody spent on this was probably like very little compared to a, they probably spent more on the the cast than they did on the actual stage. Uh, direction but it works beautifully in that show and uh and you know the movie is just so grand and big and it works for the film but uh on stage it was it was perfect and i just thought it was so cool to see it done that way chris john i'll jump in here first of all i just gotta say being on a podcast with kathleen right now just feels unfair i mean <laughs> she she is seriously like the, the god right you know what i'm saying i'm like she she literally knows more has more musical knowledge in her pinky finger than any of us and she is like you know the the you know anyway so i just gotta say you are amazing kathleen so i'm just i just had to brag on you for a second for anybody that's listening to this they need to know uh, she is not a novice. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, yeah. I, so when I first looked at it, at the question, it actually just kind of hit me funny because, in you know, I, I just to me, I've always kind of viewed um, any anything like this as an as an artistic expression or as a as a work of art. And you think of all the intricacy, but I would say the the musical particularly experience that I had that I was just so blown away in that specific way was the Lion King on Broadway. Uh, I remember being so like curious when I heard they were going to Broadway, how are they going to take this cartoon and make it realistic and make you forget that they're, you know, playing these characters. And, and when I went, I felt like I was like caught up in this art installation mm -hmm. and to see the puppetry and all of the movement happening in the audience, not just on the stage. It was just, it, it didn't, um, at least to me, I, I was worried going in that it was just going to be really cheesy and feel like, you know, um, uh, 
I, I didn't I never got into cats. Like that was always just like I was worried that it was gonna have some some you know this anthropomorphic kind of effect and I was actually just so enamored just by how beautiful it was and how basic the stage was. I mean, it wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot to it, but the the puppetry and the characters and the way they brought everything to life was just really cool to me. Yeah. So for me, um, I would say um, Into the Woods was probably the, the show for me because it was one of those, like you, Jason mentioned, you knew the music, but like seeing it on stage is a completely different experience from listening to the soundtrack. Um, so I feel like uh, that for me was like, I, I really loved the music and the feel, but then once you see it all put together and you, you get the missing pieces that are in there and then you have a fake cow on stage and you have a giant walking across the stage and just and all Kathleen, of the aspects. Kathleen would get a real cow though. Kathleen yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, um, but when I did it, I had a horse. Was it a horse? I had okay. a horse. Yeah, <laughs> I go. wanted the cow, but it dies, so I didn't want that to happen. Right, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I that's the one. Like when I think about the musical, that made me say, like, look at all the work that really goes into putting together a show. Um, that's that's the one for me that was like there's so much more than just the soundtrack to, uh, to the show there's the acting there's the sets there's the props the costumes everything that really make it whole hey chris i can't remember if you and jason were you guys there at lc when it was during one of our it was like some kind of special testing period or whatever where we watched into the woods in class during like a central sound period do you remember that it was, I think it might've been before Chris was there, but I just remembered it was, a, it was great. I loved it, but there was a very high schoolish moment. You knew you were in high school watching this when the character that played the wolf was very anatomically correct uh, in his <laughs> reproductive anatomy. <laughs> and it was basically a naked dude with a wolf head and a, and a suit coat just just free, just free, <laughs> you know, at LC with a bunch of teenagers from Lawrence Central. It was, it was quite a moment uh, that I don't think Miss Adrianson or Mr. Bridgewater had thought about uh, before we watched it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that, but I will. I, I'll, everybody yeah. seems to have a some... black comedy. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Right? Do you like the shirt? Do you like it? Do you like it? Yes. Um, so, on a side note, so the the shirt that I'm wearing is uh, black <laughs> comedy. It was our thespian play our senior year. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think it was our senior year. So, uh, yeah, uh, John was the lead. I can't remember. Were you the lead or like second? I was. I think I was second. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I played a, a small role, but I had a lot of fun with it and apparently yeah, we, traumatized we my niece. We I drew those eyes in study hall. So, yeah, like, we, I, like, yep, this is, this is the shirt for LC theater department lovers. So wow. it's still, it still kind of fits. So I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. So, hey, I got um, mine in the closet, fam. <laughs> I, have mine. I wanted you to put on your Music Man shirt again there, John. I should have. I should have grabbed it. <laughs> so, um, what musical do you think took you by surprise? Like you were like, yeah, like, okay, I'll watch it, but I, I've got no high hopes. 
And uh, uh, John, I don't know if Hamilton can fall into that category for you or not. But but if it does, let's pick something else. But yeah, what what were you not expecting to really enjoy or you thought you might enjoy it, but it was way better than you thought it was going to be? So I it, it is actually somewhat in a similar vein because it was something that Lin-Manuel Miranda did. But um, I, I saw this clip and I could not figure out what musical it was. I saw a clip on TikTok and Anthony Ramos was singing and. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, why don't I know about this? And, and I started in the comments, where did this come from? Where did this come from? And came upon this like short musical called 21 Chump Street. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but basically there was this challenge that was put forth for essentially Lin-Manuel Miranda to write a musical within 24 hours. And, um, he writes this musical. It basically... Um, Anthony Ramos is the main character in it and it's it's this 21 jump street type thing where the undercover cop is actually a girl and she meets this kid who's played by Anthony Ramos who's actually a straight a straight lace doesn't do drugs isn't into crime kid but he falls in love with her and she says she wants drugs and so he tries to figure out a way to because he likes her to be her hookup and then he ends up going to jail and losing his scholarship and it's just i mean it's just really heartbreaking but the music i i when i heard it i mean i probably the whole thing is like 15 minutes long and i've listened through it so many times and the melodies and the music are so fun and it really the very um this there's this theme and it goes from being a high energy happy theme to a heart-wrenching theme that you hear motif uh where he's saying you know uh tell me what i gotta do to be with you and in the end it's like what the heck did you do and you just see his heart just being ripped out of his chest you know by what happened so that one just totally caught me off guard i didn't even know it existed um, I wish they would actually do more with it because you can see it on YouTube and they have like the EP available, I think, on Apple Music. But uh, that one came out of nowhere and I love it. OK. All right. Chris. Um, so for me, it's the musical Violet. It's not Ooh. very well. well no, I think Kathleen, have you done Violet before? Yeah. Have you directed Violet? No, no, I love I, it, though. Okay. No. Yeah. Um, Good choice. So, um, it's based on a story, I think it's called The Ugliest Pilgrim, um, where it, it's a, a story of a young girl named Violet who is um, disfigured, and she sees a, um, heal, a preacher who can she thinks can heal her in Oklahoma. I think she goes from North Carolina to Oklahoma, and it's about the people and her journey along the way. Um, and it's just, it's a show full of interesting characters um that that violet meets and then obviously she gets to um this television evangelist at the end and there's um it's it's a very heartfelt story with some good comedy um and really good surprising music um that you don't you don't hear a lot but i would definitely recommend if you haven't heard the soundtrack for violet um to take a listen to it awesome kathleen okay well um actually the wedding singer 
Um, so <laughs> I know, right? So I thought, well, so I saw Saturday Night Live on stage and I thought this is the worst thing. I mean, the expectations were negative and it turned out to be that way. So when I went to see The Wedding Singer, I, I thought there's no way because it's going to be boring. And But I was so delighted by the storyline and it was just so much fun and the characters and the songs. I, I was just so blown away because... Uh, that's not like my favorite movie at all, I, but they did such a good job with bringing it to life and making it such a lovely musical. I was totally surprised and blown away. So yeah, that's my choice. Mine was definitely come from away. Uh, I had tried to listen to a couple of times and, and I don't know why I, I was just like, I was like, I was kind of getting it, but not fully same thing with Hamilton. Uh, the first couple of times I listened to Hamilton, I was just, I was like, I don't get the hype. And then I would make it two or three songs in. And then I went and saw it on stage and it totally changed my perspective on how I listened to it. Um, so um, it, with Come From Away, there's just so many characters, um, especially kind of like Les Mis, where it's like so many people are constantly singing over another, one another or like in Come, Come From Away, they have multiple parts. They, some of them are playing three or four parts each. So for the, the same voice to do different parts, you're just sitting there like while listening to it, it's not very clear. Um, but Come From Away was something my wife had nothing, no clue. I keep doing that to her. Uh, I took her to Waitress. She had no clue what it was. I took her to Come From Away. She had no idea what it was. She knew that it had something to do with 9-11, but that was it. Mm. And uh, I... Um, if anybody's never seen the show, it basically is just about uh, um, it's a town in Canada uh, that's that literally housed twice the uh, what a hundred percent of the population. Like they doubled their population overnight because of nine eleven, or was it triple? It was double or triple, whatever. But it's all these people just taking care of each other essentially, and it's so beautiful. And it's based on all these true writings and interviews. And uh, if you're ever a fan of musicals, I definitely it's coming out on Apple TV uh, in September. I think it's like September 16th or something like that. And if you if if you've never seen the show or you are anyone in any what in ugh, any interested ugh, interest in it at all, you should watch it because it's fantastic. It, and uh, it looks like it's going to be shot kind of the same way they did the Hamilton for Disney Plus. Huh. Um, so it looks to me like they probably filmed a couple of times without an audience and then maybe once or twice with an audience so that they could intercut it all. Um, but it looks fantastic. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, so I definitely think Come From Away was definitely my favorite. That surprised me. So um, next up is who's your favorite musical character from what musical? Anyone? Uh, so this is one I think for me it changes so much um, and right now it's um, it's Washington from Hamilton um, oh. and I don't know if it's as much the character or Christopher Jackson's delivery of that character but yep. um, the emotion that he goes through in him and I think you know for me it's being a father is part of it and he becomes a father figure to Hamilton through that as much as Hamilton doesn't want him to um, at, through pieces of that. And um, I just think of his um, letter of resignation, like that moment in that musical is such a pivotal moment and it's so emotional and just the delivery is 
perfect. Um, and um, I think I, I think we took the question out, but it's right now. I think Christopher Jackson's probably my favorite actor in musicals right now because of what he's doing and he's gone to do voiceovers um he's moana's father and moana and just like he's doing so much right now that's amazing um and i just wanted to throw that out there for people to come up but uh we're actually keeping I, that question yeah. oh are we okay, okay. Uh, I, but, but it's okay it's all right well it's um, all right uh yeah, john that's right now for sure john told me uh one of his all-time hopes is that at some point in time he could play Washington oh, and have yeah. his son play Hamilton mm. so that, uh, on stage. And I, I have to yeah. say, just being a fan of John and Hamilton, I would love to see that. So if we ever have the app, that opportunity, uh, I will. I, if I can find a way to produce that for you, I will make that happen. For you. <laughs> like, so hey, I, I, I wouldn't fight it. That that seriously, that's one of my bucket. Once I saw that scene, I thought, you know actually thought man if i ever got to do that with my son that would be uh a dream come true uh i i would say um i really like um and it's 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 kind of an old old kind of classic and it's a quirky character but i really love harold hill um from Perfect. the music man um it's so funny how different you know, for me, for whatever reason, um, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if uh, I picked the Music Man or Music Man picked me. But for whatever reason, I did the show like four different times uh, before I was 20. And uh, I've I played, you know, four different roles in it from being a little kid to being a townsperson to being the first tenor in the quartet to being Harold Hill. And I memorized almost every word it's actually one of my like stupid human tricks with my kids uh when i'm making them breakfast and shock them that i know uh, all these you know words to trouble um but uh the character is such a complex character in terms of you know you see this guy i would say it would only the only thing that would be second to it which you know is this uh you know, would be in how to succeed with in business without really trying. As you see, this guy that's essentially, you know, a cheat, a cheat and a deceiver, and he's trying to manipulate things for his gain and trying to make a way. And essentially, he gets caught. You know, he gets caught not just by the police, but he gets caught in his heart and his emotions of actually daring to have an authentic relationship and um, how he tries to navigate and weave through that uh, was always interesting to me. And one of my favorite songs all time in that is the library, uh, Madam Librarian Marion song. It's just too, too fun. Uh, so yeah, that would be Harold Hill. All right. So Kathleen, who's your favorite? What's your favorite? Um, John Valjean. Oh. The arc that he goes through um, from what, you know, and the people, the men that have to play that role, what they have to go through, the you know, and plus being having it being sung the entire time, um, it's just amazing to see how well that character is written. And plus, how they brought that novel to the stage and made you love that character so much. I mean, at the end when he's dying, I just lose it every time. I mean, just so to know where he came from to where he was. Um, 
And the stage version is to me a better choice than the movie. Um, although it, I'm grateful to have that, but I still think the stage version is a lot better version. Of why, why, why Russell Crowe? Why? Like you totally ruined that movie with Russell Crowe. Like, don't get me wrong. Like Hugh Jackman is not the best singer of all time, but I am willing to forgive that man. But the, the tone of Russell Crowe's voice does not work for, yeah. uh, it, for him at all. Yeah. Russell Crowe's, or not Russell Crowe. Uh, Hugh Jackman's performance was breathtaking to me. It just ripped my heart out and I thought it was amazing. But Russell Crowe, I, I seriously thought so many times, like to me, Russell Crowe was to lame is what Jar Jar Binks was to Star Wars. <laughs> if we can figure out a way to take every scene with him in it and edit him out. <laughs> It would make it such a better show. Seriously. (laughs) Me, Sasha. I I want somebody to overdub one of our favorites over over (laughs) Russell Crowe for the entire movie. And I bet you I would love it so much more. Um, In the interest of time, we're going to jump around a little bit. Uh, Some of it being, um, I'm figuring we just kind of open it up and we don't have to take one time at each one uh, answer at a time. But um, what do you think the best qualities of a musical share? Like, or what do the best musicals share as far as the qualities? So um, me personally, I, I, I love when, uh, when, when you have a really good story arc is always a great thing, but um, uh the song like it's always the songs right like i don't know like anyone else i mean please chime in um it it has to be and sorry it, i'll disagree with you the storyline has to make it work um and that they there's been a lot of uh, literature written about that um you can have these beautiful songs but if the storyline doesn't really make it move along you can pull those songs out, maybe write a different one, which like the Gershwins have done several different times because there's way back in the day, their storylines were most of them pretty pitiful. But um, you have to have that strong storyline to keep it, the glue together to make all those songs make sense. That's a, no, no, interesting. Like, educator, uh, that's what I'm going to say. I uh I once the um it was a bad movie Terminator Salvation but uh Christian Bale said he didn't want to do the movie until the script was so good that they could perform it on a stage and it be believable. And so I thought that was kind of interesting and now you're saying and then granted the movie's really bad. So I'm <laughs> bad for comparison on that front. But I mean like as far as They like, should have done it on a stage. <laughs> <laughs> we travel back in time to erase the to terminate that so uh but yeah anyone else comments on that Man, i tell you i the one the thing that i absolutely love and i think it's part of the power of theater is to transport people into a completely different place but then have a storyline that actually tells the most mundane simple everyday story that connects with every person you know it's almost like it's a sucker punch like you're you're disarmed by you know the pageantry or the music or how you know beautiful everything is or the bigness of everything and then you realize that it's actually telling a story that you experience on a very human level um 
those are the ones where I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't about, you know, uh, this isn't about some animal or this isn't about this farcical thing. This actually is something that I deal with. And uh, I, I think that that's what make, takes it from just being a really cool theatrical production to actually being something that people want to hear over and over again. And you can't shake it because it sticks, just sticks to your bones. Well said. Very well said. All right. On to our next one. Uh, Chris alluded to it earlier. Who's your favorite stage actor working currently? Anyone? So I said Christopher Jackson. Um, so definitely Christopher Jackson, but I'm not going to be able to get through a musical podcast without talking about Sutton Foster because anytime I see her on stage, like it, she's just absolutely amazing. And she she reminds me of videos that you would see of Broadway in the past. And like just her presence seems that she's she's got an old Broadway it's soul timeless. that and it's timeless and just like uh, when I think about the Tony performance of anything goes and like like just she fits in now but she could have been plugged in um decades ago and I just think she's absolutely amazing drowsy chaperone by the way that's oh, so yeah. much fun as a, as a <laughs> musical so silly so much fun though uh Kathleen John um Ben Platt Okay. Um, for now, for right now, um, I saw him twice do um, Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway and uh, the arc that he went through to watch that young man uh, go through that story and that character. I can't wait to see the movie, although I think I know where they cast him. I know he's too old for the part, but I think they yeah. made him look younger. Um, I hope they haven't ruined it, but to see that performance live on stage. I've not seen anything like that in my life. Um, it tears your heart out. So that was, it, that was, that was another surprise one for me. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to watch it on, uh, mm -hmm. on the big screen, mm -hmm. but I was kind of sad that I haven't seen it on stage yet. So uh, John, do you have any, anybody currently? So I, you know, Christopher Jackson, I, I definitely share uh, with Chris uh, just the man crush there um, in large part because he, his vocal range, uh, all of his songs actually fit very nicely with my voice so I can <laughs> sing them and belt them and uh, it makes me feel really good. Uh, but um, in that vein, I actually have just really loved um just fallen in love with anthony ramos and his voice and he kind of took me by surprise i wasn't expecting um what i loved about hamilton I, again was this cool aspect of these main characters playing two different roles and who he was as john lawrence and then tr switching to philip uh in the second uh second act uh was just seeing him play this kid uh, and then, you know, play this brash, you know, get, let me point me in the direction. I'm going to take him down and all of a sudden transform and then also see him in 21 Chump Street and the way he portrayed that. Um, I've just been hunting down lots of his, you know, you he's, he does so, solo work. Yes. I mean, okay. yes. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, I, I've just I've just really enjoyed listening to him. Uh, there's there's actually an actress and she's not um she does not get i mean she she doesn't get a lot of notoriety yet at least uh 
on a national sense. She was in, her name is Rebecca Webb. Uh, she performed in a tour of Thoroughly Modern Millie for a little while. Then she was in Motown uh, on Broadway. And right now she's uh, in the Hamilton cast in San Francisco. And uh, I've, I've got to see her develop as, as a performer. When I was in Nashville, she was going to Belmont University um, and got to hear her sing when she was in college and had been able to follow her along the way. And uh, she just, she, she's just, I, I'm in love with her voice and the way that she character embraces each character that she's in, whether again, Thoroughly Watermelly, Motown, she was in Little Shop, uh, <laughs> all these different roles and she, each one she blows it out of the water. Um, so my, my current man crush, uh, but has been this way for a long time is, uh, Matthew Morrison, uh, to know all the things that he's performed on stage. And then, you know, for Glee, the Light first, the couple piazza. Of... he was in Light in the Piazza. Okay. Um, the first couple of seasons of Glee literally felt like they just followed us in central sound for a while and went, how can we dramatize this a little bit more? Seriously. Uh, uh, so it was a little bit weird watching that show for a while. Um, so Matthew Morrison is definitely my thing. Um, since we are getting close to the wrap up time, I do want to, I'm going to say these sentences, but I'm going to leave this, the end off of it. And I want each of you to finish it. If you could remake one musical dot, dot, dot. Anyone. Um, I'd like to see Singing in the Rain with John Hamm, Joseph Gordon-Levin, and Mandy Moore. Interesting. I like that. <laughs> Modernize it. Okay. I don't want to erase the original, but... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see an like an actual version of Grease. Not the, not the movie version of Greece. Like I want to see an actual, like the adaptation of the actual stage musical. That would be my remake would be like, give me one that has blue moon in it and, or not blue moon, um, moon in, sorry. Uh, speaking of Chris Meek. And uh, so, uh, but yeah, moon in over you. Uh, but yeah, like I want to see an actual version of Greece that is not made for TV and pop stars. So, yep. That'd be mine. We can go and sing along, sit next to each other, Jason. Yes. I'll get up in front of the movie again. And... Yep. Oh. Carousel. Carousel. I'm going to say Carousel. Just, it just, uh, I love the songs in it, but the storyline, oh my gosh, it's just, it just needs to be redone completely. Okay. Take the songs and kind of retell the story, especially today's. It's hard. I think it'd be a great one to do, but um, not the way that it's written right now. So, John, um, I, I would kind of you know one that I didn't know anything about until we did it at LC, and then I really started to like it. But I didn't like many renditions that I saw. Was how to succeed. Uh, I'd love to see a how to succeed that doesn't include Matthew Broderick. Uh, I, I kind of think to you me, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. 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 Well, yes, I need to, I need to visit that one, but I, and the karate I, kid one, oh, yeah. <laughs> the karate kid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that would be one. All right. Uh, I never want to watch a musical with dot, dot, dot. I mean, I'm just Matthew Broderick. I don't like the dude. <laughs> And I, I've always, every time I see him, 
that has been one of the things I've wondered as a kid. Why the hype? What what is that? What this dude that just didn't he just never get rid of Ferris Bueller? I got it. I got it. Well, well, I love Ferris Bueller. That's the thing. I was like that. That's that's I love that movie. But I'm like when I see him in musicals, just just didn't get it. I never want to watch a musical with Pierce Bronson ever again. (laughs) I watched Mamma Mia and I wanted to throw up so bad. That movie is oh, horrible. Do not watch Russell Crowe. Find something. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's Russell Crowe, right? Never want to watch a musical with Pierce Bronson. So. <laughs> John Lee? in Hairspray. After that, I mean, Greasy was. Oh like, yeah. Once he That's was in right. Hairspray, no more. No. Nope. Nope. All right. Um, who would you want to write the musical of your life? Jason I'm Robert gonna, Brown. Jason oh, Robert Brown. Oh. Please. Please, Jason Robert Brown. Uh, you know, I wasn't ready for the Bridges of Madison County. Like, like, I like last five years rips your heart out and stomps on it backwards and frontwards. And I think the musical, uh, the movie musical is actually a pretty darn good version of it. Yes. Um, but uh, Bridges of Madison County. I had no idea what the storyline was, but I, I love Jason Robert Brown. And so I was like, I'm going to listen to this. And then like for the story to be what it is and how it transpires. And then like, dude, I, oh, uh, that I went out to Iowa to see the first stage version of, and he conducted the orchestra. It oh. was amazing. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, for me, it's gotta be um, uh, Paul and, uh, Pesic, is that how you say it? Pesic uh, and Paul. Pesic and Paul, like uh, the guys who did Dear Evan Hansen, the guys who did uh, Greatest Showman. Like, for the, like, Greatest Showman is something that I was never like. I never had any doubt for some strange reason. The moment they said Hugh Jackman playing Barnum, I was in. And then, like, Shane saw it before me due to the birth of my last child. And so, and he was like, Jason, it's great. And I was like, I, I know, I know it's great. And then I went and watched it and I'm not kidding you. Uh, I don't care how many times I've seen it. The entire sequence at the beginning with uh, um, a million dreams, when he's dancing with his wife up there on the rooftop, I literally had tears coming down my face and I had the biggest smile and I was just sitting there like, and I, I'm getting chills talking about it right now. It's absolutely those two, especially after that. And then Dear Evan Hansen. Yes, go ahead. I want you to write the story of my life. So, <laughs> all right. Either one of you. Uh, I would say uh, in, in the spirit of consistency, I would say Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, I think, uh, I've had an idea, actually had an idea for a story that kind of not not directly told the story of my life word for word, but was kind of a way for me to process some of my story. And um, I think when I heard when I've heard just the stuff that Lin-Manuel Miranda does, it, it sounded like what I would want some of that to sound like in terms of the storytelling and, and incorporating the hip hop elements but also not just being uh, necessarily handcuffed by that. So, yeah. All right. So Kathleen, I know you have to leave. 
if you want to stick around, I have one more question. And it's just because I love this question. Uh, if you want to stick around for it, it's cool. If not, we greatly appreciate having you around. Um, my last question is going to be, what character do you want to play? Either you've already played it and there's no topping that, or do you want to play because you've never had the chance to? Um, what is your character? I'm going to go ahead and start it off to give you guys a couple of moments to think about it because I already knew that this was coming. Obviously you didn't. Um, mine is uh, Charles Schroman and ca- the slash to the captain James hook of finding Neverland. Um, if uh, he's, he's the producer of the show when uh, Barry's trying to produce, uh, create Peter Pan and uh, he, but he plays the double and he doubles over to be the baddie of captain James hook in the show. And I, it was played by Kelsey Grammer originally in the original stage production on Broadway. And I absolutely love and would relish to play that character because I just think it's just such a, it sounds fun, but then on top of that, just to, to, uh, to know the music and uh, that movie is one of my all time top 10, probably easy uh, because I love the movie so much that I bought John copy because he hadn't seen it yet. I don't know if he's actually watched it or not. We keep forgetting to talk. Yes. About it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, so that's definitely mine. Uh, with a with a small second place, not even a small second place. Second place easily goes to nicely, nicely Johnson, just because that's been the role. I, I did Guys and Dolls in middle school for eighth grade, and then ninth grade our musical, and we just did like a bunch of songs from it. It was a review, and then my freshman year at high school was uh, Guys and Dolls, and um, nicely, nicely is definitely the part that I always have wanted to play, but uh, second now to captain or uh captain hook and froman so anybody well i, I kind of already it. said nope. mine which is oh go go ahead Sorry. Chris. No, go ahead, i was go gonna ahead. say I, I can't sing it but uh my my pick is father from children of eden um i oh. yeah, maybe with some some uh some vocal training i could but um I used to want to play a lot of different roles and now it's, it's father um, listening to that show more recently. Um, th- I mean, his, the part is amazing playing God, but um, <laughs> I mean, obviously you get that opportunity, but um, just his, his relationship with Adam, his, his relationship with all of his children throughout the show um, and being that, that constant there even when like seeing the show even when he's not singing his presence is always there um and his influence is always there over the things that are happening and and, uh, and kathleen's production of that was awesome oh absolutely oh a- absolutely amazing love that musical i love steven schwartz absolutely mm-hmm. amazing as father so i would say george washington from hamilton um i, I have uh, played it in my mind what it would be like for a final performance to do that song with my son and uh, I have yet to get through it without crying I can't listen to uh, teach them how to say goodbye you know without you know thinking about that so um, you know there with my schedule being what it is uh, it's really hard for me it's been really hard for me uh for a while to be able to commit to doing a musical, but that is one uh, that I would create the space for um, if, if that opportunity came. 
Kathleen. Maybe I'll direct it someday. But, you know, if it's like Phantom, you still can't do it. And it's been on Broadway for, over, you know, going on. I know, right? So <laughs> I don't know when that's going to be released um, for people to do at all. So just, but you would be perfect. You would really be great. Let me just say that I am proud of all of you young men, what you have done with your lives. I'm just saying, because I knew you all in high school. And I'm, I just want to say before I leave, how much I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you for including me. Um, don't be strangers because I'd love to see you on stage sometime. The next musical I'm directing is the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee with auditions coming at the end of September. So if any of you would be interested in trying out for that, I can work around people's schedules. So anyway. <laughs> all right. Thank you all. I'm going to head out. Bless you all. Take care. Continue success. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Gentlemen, is there anything else that you would like to say or comment on about our Jason Talks uh, musicals episode? I just thank, I'm, I'm just appreciative for being invited to the conversation. Um, I love, love having these kind of talks, especially with, you know, such great people who I uh, respect uh, your all's perspectives and also just have history with. So it's been a lot of fun doing this and uh thank you jason uh for putting together and shane uh for for letting jason delve into the musical theater realm uh for an episode awesome i'm just glad that john got the uh how to succeed talk in there because i didn't think we were gonna be able to get through a musical <laughs> episode without talking about the <laughs> three of us you uh we're so miraculous <laughs> in together so i will say what, what's kind of funny is uh a few i think it might have been july 4th we we did uh church in the park and we were hanging out afterwards and john and i are standing next to jolynn and we're we're and we're all just having a conversation or whatever. And then John's brother comes up and he goes, "Are you guys going to break out and do another version of How to Succeed? Are we having a reunion concert right now?" And, and uh, it was just kind of messing with us about that. So um, I will say that um, I only did one community theater show after high school, and that's been something that uh, is I feel is a misstep for me. I should have done more. Uh, because of how much I enjoyed it. So uh, with my new job and the fact that it is a nine to five thing, it is something that I am hoping at some point in the future, I can uh, start making the room to make that happen as a possibility. And uh, obviously hey, we had to dust it off to get you to do that King George joint a couple oh, of years man. back, man. Oh no, Killed you it. brought up King George. We might have Killed to, uh, we might have to put that in. Uh, we might have to put a couple of seconds of that clip into uh, this episode just here at the I end. For fun.
but yeah uh and uh as much as i uh as much as you guys are great friends of mine i think it would be even more fun and i don't know if it's just uh wishing and hoping but uh i can always wish and hope so uh, that we could find something that we could do on stage together again at some point. Super fun. Absolutely. All righty, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Shane, for producing. And I'm happy to give it, the reins back to him for next week. Uh, but this week was my week. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And yeah, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Peace. Good night. <laughs>